The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Terramina, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of the Sammy High School Sports Blog and blogger of Inside the OAA and one of the hosts tweet to me at Oriented like to welcome our friends hearing us on a local voice, and we got cameras this week Can on TV. Hey, you know it's playoff uh, selection week, right? So why playoff not, football. Why, why not, not get the cameras? Why got the camera? Um, of course, um, you can hear us <laughs> also on the local voice on SoundCloud as well. Um, a lot to talk about this week, especially in football. Um, the playoff from the MHA released the brackets yesterday. Yep. Um, want to get your thoughts on them, and also we're going to recap Week Nine um, results around the OA. Of course, um. But let's go to our let's recap the week nines first to start off. Yeah. Um, before we talk playoff matchups. Yep. Well, we had uh, some predictions, and I think we were. There were a couple huh? games that were shockers. There were shockers. shockers, but nothing really out of the ordinary. Well, probably the game of the day had to be for week. There were a couple of them. Um, Adams taking on Stony Creek. Yeah. That was a heck of a game. See, that was the game of the week we wanted to see. Stony right? Creek had a, Stony Creek was up fourteen seven, and Adams came back. It was a hard nose. Slug out fast until mm-hmm. three minutes ago in the game where um Andy Matrito caught a fifty-six yard um catch from um Carter Ferris, which resulted in a huge touchdown and a twenty-one fourteen win for Adams over Stony Creek. Um that was a game where Stony needed to win to at least secure themselves a playoff berth. I mean, they did not get it, unfortunately. But um but you know, brighter things are ahead for Stony Creek as we talk in the next segment. But Talk about that game more in depth with Adams. Yeah, well, going into it, we knew that both teams were hungry. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a rivalry game. Yeah. Right? So, you know, uh, records can be tossed out. You City know, the, championship by the line. Yep. The same old cliches we've heard a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we picked Stony Creek to take that one because they are the upstarts. I, we're really big fans of Stony Creek. and the arm, Team Armor Up. Absolutely. And uh, we weren't sure what we're going to get out of Adams. Uh, you they know, had that win against A&T, but... They, they did, but, you know, like, where are they, right? Because uh, they just didn't look the same as we've seen in the early parts of the season. Well, uh, that, they answered the bell, and Adams, the Highlanders, were there. and They uh, won two big games on the road. Absolutely. And uh, with that, they're, you know, playoff bound in Stony Creek with its... Uh, fourth you know, loss. Fourth loss, so they're five and four, four. correct? And we were talking about this. You know, we saw Lake Orion a year ago, five and four. Other teams, five and four. Will they get in? You had hope of playoff right? points. You had a hope of playoff yeah. points um, because you know, like we said, the OAA. I don't care if you're the red, white, or blue. Tough teams all around. There were a lot of tough teams um, around there. There were a lot of tough teams there. Um, another game that really shocked me was River Rouge and A and T. I was shocked how yeah. close this game was. Um, River Rouge was up twenty four to three at one point wow. against A and T, and then A and T came fought all the way back, made a seven point game until very late when Southfield A and T got the ball back. I don't know what where, <laughs> where Anthony Romp was throwing that ball and the, and the screen pass that was end up being picked off. Uh-huh. Um, so what ended up happening was River Rouge winning that game um thirty one twenty four at Southfield um. A&T falls to four and five. They're not making the playoffs yep, for a third out. straight year. Um, so now when you look at A&T now, um, this offseason is going to be, there's going to be a ton of 
questions. And we know what A&T is going to have coming up, especially yeah. at quarterback with the arrival of um, Isaiah Marshall. They're, um, he's going to be a freshman next year at A&T. But looking at this program, there has to be, you know, there has to be some changes with this program. Yeah, it's at the beginning of the season, the the hopes were high, right? Mm -hmm. Um looking the, everything was positive you're looking at say this team could do something pretty special this year they could do you know the, the team the to be a, they had. Look a at the team to be had. feared look at the talent they had they, had. they knocked off Clarkston week right. 1 look at the talent they had Anthony Romp, Kristen Fitzpatrick um Aaron Folks you have Cardi Harris you have um Bryce Austin and, and this group of talent did not get the job well, done and you know sometimes we've seen it before uh Teams loaded with talent on paper or in reality, sometimes the, the cogs just don't mesh and something just doesn't fit. And it, it seems that uh, that was the case this year. And I forgot to mention Robert Army, too. I mean, like, but when you look at that team, I mean, they're loaded on paper. <laughs> yeah. And I think this has to come an apology to the media because the media hyped up A&T as well. When you look at Jared Purcell, a guy who really hyped them up before this game started. Yeah. Um, and, but, but, but I mean, we were looking at them going, Hey, they, they could be pretty good. They right? could be. Oh, I, mean, I that... wasn't buying into it. <laughs> I mean, I really wasn't buying into that hype. I mean, like, okay. because when you look at A&T schedule, I mean, like it was vicious. It was tough. Um, that, and, and that was, an, um, acknowledged by the coach on media right. day. It was acknowledged on media day. You know what I mean? You're like, that, look at the, look at that schedule. <laughs> yeah. And heck, even I've said it a couple of times as well. I mean, so when you look at. A and T, you know, but do, do you think it was more of the buzzsaw schedule that bit him? I think it was more that that I, hurt I, I, him. Is, is it a fifty-fifty? But you know, the game that I thought really killed him was that that lost to Clarkson. I think that was the one that really killed the him. The second that, one, the second one yeah. where their that personal foul by um that A and T made that ended up costing him, and it cost him big time. Yeah, if they would have went in at six and three, it would have been better. It would have oh, been yeah, better yeah, off. Completely. But yeah. instead, now they're Five and four, I don't know, four and five, and um, and eliminated from postseason contention. Yeah. So, do you think the loss to Clarkston, with the way Clarkston is in uh, 2019, pretty much put the that was pretty much that's what put, put the nail in the coffin, as they say. It put the nail in the coffin, but also lost to Adams, kind of really also hurt them too. But yeah. but I think that loss to Clarkson at Clarkson I, really yeah, yeah. was the one that that's, decided you had to season. have that one. Um, another team that. I was surprised with was Avondale. Um, yeah, had a new coach and Corey Bell um, had a lot of expectations. Mm -hmm. um, senior heavy team just did not live up to expectations. Um, ended up losing their um, fifth game, um, sixty three thirty one to um, Seaholm. So that's a lot of points. When you look at Avondale, um, they lose a ton of experience, ton of talent. I mean, like I did not see this coming with them not making the postseason. Um, I, I I was just surprised with, especially the loss to Ferndale that really cost them. Um, Ferndale, same thing with their loss to Country Day, um, yeah. forty to nothing. Um, just two teams I thought would make some noise, but they really did not. Um, this season and um, yeah, Avondale looked really good early on, but they I think did. that loss to Detroit Renaissance kind of killed them. And then of course Ferndale with that rough start early, it kind of came back and hurt them. So. You know, so both those teams very disappointing with yeah. not making the postseason. And, and like you said, the hard part uh, moving on for 2020 
is you're losing a large senior class. Over especially at Avondale and also yeah. at Ferndale. Ferndale's yeah, yeah. losing a ton of talent too. Yeah. Um probably another team that I was very disappointed with this year was Clarkston. Um you know, it was going to be a down year for them. Um, I knew when I looked at Clarkson's team on paper, you know, the skill players were a big time question mark for them. Yeah. Um, but I did not expect it, a three and six season from the Wolves. No, you, you say a down year for uh, Clarkson is what five wins? Yeah, four, or five, <laughs> five and four. Yeah, I mean that's a down season or six wins. <laughs> yeah, but um, not like this. Sixteen year playoff dr- playoff streak snapped. Yeah. Um ton of questions now especially what happened to them last week in their game against Detroit Cast Tech where they were just blown out on their home field 49-14 and that was a late addition because yeah. they had uh, both teams were minus for, the ninth game yeah and both those teams played um but I was just when you look at Clarkston next year they should be better on paper mm-hmm. um that's depending if everybody comes back um but a lot of questions with this Clarkson team they, but they, there was some bright spots, you know. Yes, Ethan Clark, the freshman running freshman back. Freshman Ethan Clark. Um, and then you have um, a good quarterback, and Mike DePillo is yep. going to get better and better as a yep. junior next year. Um, and then, of course, you know, you still have Spindler and Dillinger. You know, you have Rocco Spindler, Garrett Dillinger. I mean, like, you still have those guys coming back. I mean, like, Clarkson should be okay heading into next year. Yeah, and those guys will be healthy, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and that's we, the thing. We've heard a lot. Of, we heard uh, late in the season that there were ACL all, injuries. Yeah, which is wild. You know, I, maybe one a season you hear, but four. Wow, that is brutal. How do you? I mean, any team that is hit with players that are in on the field, you know, for the starting lineups, either defense, offense, you got four out with ACL that's injuries. Tough. That's tough. And the comeback to that takes a long time. It does. It really does. Um, but yet, do you think this is a blip? This is a, yeah, an anomaly? Yeah, I think it's kind of a blip and anomaly. And I also think it's the same thing for Oxford, too. Um, they had a, they were they went one and eight this year. That, to me, was one of the shockers. But they do lose Drew Carpenter, very good yeah. quarterback. That They do have a lot coming back. So when you look at Oxford, um, the cupboard's far from bare over there at Oxford. Yeah. Young um, team, right? Young team this year. Um, came off a 35-7 loss to Oak Park. Um Let's look at other scores around the league as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, Lake Ore, no problem. Monroe, 45-27, of course. Most of the 27 points. Mostly allowed by the um, Lake Ore backups. Yeah, um, late in the, late in the it, fourth. Yeah, and they're in the fourth and late in the third as well. So but they handled their business They handled their business. Easy. Yep, they're in the postseason riding at 8-1. and one. Um, Ann Arbor gave you a shard, knocked off Pontiac 58-6. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Rashard and her father Gabriel Rashard is in the playoffs. Now I think they're in Division Six. Um, they're in at five and four. Um, we talked to home already, Abadell. Um, but this was a head scratcher for me. Brownstown Woodhaven forty nine, Groves twenty eight. This was a head scratcher. That is surprising. Here's why it's surprising. Groves' defense is very good. Yeah, very good. And the fact that Brownstown Woodhaven, yes, they got a very good running back, a very good line over there, but for Groves, they give up 49 points. Yeah, that, when you told that's me that, that's a, that was a stunner. Yeah, that says a lot. I, yeah. cu- I couldn't believe it. When I looked at the score, I'm going like, what? <laughs> going like, what the heck happened to Groves? Yeah. What happened to this team? Where was his defense? Yeah. I mean. And to, to, end, to end the regular season that way, yeah. do they call into question what's happening next? You know, like, uh, 
Because I thought they were rolling. They were rolling. Coming <laughs> in, they were rolling. Stony Creek game, I thought, tested them. Yeah. Um, But to me, it looks like Groves has got a huge problem against teams that like to run the football. Um, It showed with Cameron Buford at Stony Creek. Okay. And it showed in this game with Brownstown Woodhaven. Brownstown Woodhaven's undefeated for the first time, I believe, since... It's been a, I think it's 2014 since they were undefeated. Wow. But now they're in Division One. Groves reeling in the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean, we knew it was going to be a good game. It was going to be a good game. It's no I, slouch, but. Groves oops. ended up turning the ball over a couple times, too, which didn't help things either. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Even a good team, you, you, you turn the ball over, it can really bite you. It could come back and bite oh, you. Oh, absolutely. Um, other scores, Flint Kearsley 56, Royal Oak 21. Uh, not surprised. And I'm not surprised either. Um. I just, Royal Oak bad, a lot of injuries, um, ton of um, adversity. Um, a lot of high-scoring games. I yeah. mean, or a lot of blowouts. A lot, a lot of blowouts. A lot of uh, uh, defensive lapses or mm-hmm. offensive efficiency on the other teams. So I don't know. And then you have Notre Dame prep, 38, Troy Athens, nothing. Um, well. Tough way to go out for Billy Keenis and his team. But yeah. Keenis' team finished 3-6 and six this year. Um, a two-win improvement from last year. Hey, um, you take it. You got to take it. You yeah. Know? You're Any improvement program. Good. You're developing that program over there. I mean, like, it's a really interesting what's going on at um, Troy Athens. Yep. Um, they'll be a good team to watch. Um, Bloomfield Hills, 35. Rochester, 14. Bloomfield Hills won two straight. Um, Bloomfield Hills after a long year in the red. Um, <laughs> yes. Just happy to get out of red competition and um, took care of their business against. Yeah, and finished strong at the end. I mean, mm-hmm. two two wins to close it out. That's got to be a positive. Rochester on the other side, of course. Oh boy. They got, they're going to have, they're going to have I thought that game would be a little closer than that. Yeah, Rod, yeah, I thought that too, but I think the injuries kind of really yeah. did them in. Yeah, um, especially Rochester, to their starting quarterback. Rochester's got a junior heavy team. They should be better next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked on um, Birmingham, Detroit, Country Day, Ferndale. Um, Berkeley. Beat Troy 27-14. Um, hey! Good win for Sean Shields. But for Troy to score... 14, two 14 games in a row. Points. They have scored, in their last two games, they have scored 47 points. That's not bad. That is, what do we say, progress, right? It's progress. Positive. You're competitive with the teams that are around mm-hmm. your level. Or maybe they played up a little bit, right? They, I mean, well, and I think it, this, that, I that think made a game. That's a positive hanging in the next season for Troy. Correct. Because... You know, he scored that many points. I mean, like, you know, after seven straight weeks of not Shut scoring out, a point. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what Troy. I mean, we'll take any positive we can get for those Colts. I mean, yeah. we were rooting for them. Just get on the board. Get on the board. Show some positive signs. And they got on the board. And they got on the board. They got on the board. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> our last game to recap is North Farmington 46, um, Ypsilanti and Lincoln 22. Yeah. North Farmington undefeated, 9-0 for the first time since 1978. Wow. You know, it's been a long time for that program. 78? Boy, I was, uh, what, uh, should I tell you? Six years old? <laughs> the only thing I don't like with North Farmington is those white helmets. They just got to get oh, rid of those. Sammy. They just got to get rid of those helmets. I don't... Um, <laughs> Hey, you got them undefeated. Yeah, nine and zero for the first time. White since helmets undefeated with white helmets. They're not going to get rid of them until they lose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, now we can go to the nitty gritty, yeah. which is the intro of the state playoffs. Yeah, man. Um, is there anything more exciting? I mean, yeah. for high school football than I mean, you got 
I, the presentation, I love the way they do it. You got a selection Sunday show. You got uh, kids gather around as a team to get together to watch, see where they're At going. various different places, yeah, too. How, how fun is that? It is fun. I mean, it's a really good experience. Um, yeah. Of course, um, now you have um, and see if your name gets called. Yeah, yeah. Something crossing your fingers, especially those five and four oh, yeah. uh, bubble teams. Well, this year there was 54 five and four teams this year. Whoa. 50 or four and four teams there. 54 of them in the entire state. Now, <laughs> there are nine OA schools represented okay. in, the, in the playoffs. A um, couple teams. I mean, like we had one team get in at five and four. Um, but some really interesting districts. Um, we're going to focus on divisions one and two because those are the um, districts where the um, OA, where the divisions where the OA teams are at. Okay. Um, let's go to division two first. Um, before you announce them all, any surprises, any shockers? You go, well, this is about how we thought it would lay out. Well, you know, I was surprised with some of the um, locations of ah. the seedings where teams were located at. Um, but team-wise? Team-wise, kinda... I was not surprised. Okay. Um, I mean, because I figured everything out by Saturday. It was basically all done by Saturday night. Um, That's true. Everything was put into place and then like I just shocked it. But you're a, some junk, you're a junkie on this sort of thing. Well this is we one of my that. expertises. This is where one of my expertises <laughs> at. That's that's true. Um but let's go with division two. Um yeah. I wasn't surprised at region one district in the in region one. I really wasn't surprised with um Midland Dow taking on Traverse City West Central um Muskegon Mona Shores taking on Midland. Um was surprised Midland got blown out by Dow. Yeah. 45 to um 42-7 the other night at Midland Community Stadium. I was really surprised. Those are always good matchups between those two teams. Oh, yeah, Midland, Midland now usually oh, yeah. is. Uh, the Battle of Portage. You got Portage Central takes on Portage Northern. Um, That's a very interesting matchup there. Um, Matawan taking on Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central. Then you have Jackson, 5-3. and three Going, taking on Battle Creek Lakeview. Um, A 5-3 and three gets in. Yeah. Yeah, five and three Jackson. Um, Livonia Churchill goes to your stopping grounds, Dexter. The Dreadnoughts. The Dreadnoughts. You I'll, know? I'll tell you. And why I don't like that match for Dexter. It's a toughie. It's a toughie. Yeah. Real toughie. It's even shocking that they're in. I know they, they're much better than they were back in the day, but oh boy, were we doormats. Yeah. It just. <laughs> it was bad. You got Flushing taking <laughs> Go on. Dreadnoughts. You got Flushing taking on Wall Lake Western. Looks like a mismatch on paper. Um, South Lion at Fenton. I mean, that one's going to be a really interesting game. Um, South Lion veteran team taking on a Fenton team that's come that won the Flint Metro League title. Okay. Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna break down the um, the OA schools in their districts. Um, you got Detroit University of Detroit Jesuit taking on North Farmington. Farmington yeah. taking on Oak Park. Then the other side, you have Temperance Bedford taking on Detroit Martin Luther King and Wyandotte Roosevelt taking on Labonia Franklin. And then you have Warren D. LaSalle versus Groves, Sterling Heights versus Seaholme. And then you have Port Huron versus Port Huron Northern and um, Macomb Lance Cruz taking on St. Clair Shores Lakeview. Ah, That's your Division II matchups. Wow. Let's break down the... um, Let's break down the OA schools matchups. Yeah, um, yeah. We're going to go with North Farmington first. They are taking on UD Jesuit. <laughs> the Cubs are coming off a, um, they're coming off a, um, they were in the Catholic League final 
take I mean they beat Dearborn Divine Child um pretty convincingly um in the Catholic League um in the Catholic League final. Um now they get to take on North Farmington who is nine and oh um first time since nineteen seventy eight. Uh, when you look at this matchup here, I mean like UD Jesuits got they play in a tough division in the Catholic League. And then you look at North Farmington, you know, OA Blue Champs. I was very concerned about North Farmington's non-conference. I yeah. mean, like, no, their, their um, league schedule, how everything would pan out. Now this is going to be probably be their toughest opponent that they have seen all year. So when yeah. you look at North Farmington, yes, you do have a coaching advantage in this matchup because you remember North Farmington has the yeah. former Harrison coaches there. You have John Hersing there. Seasoned John veterans. But the pl- the thing I'm concerned about is the player's mindset. And, of course, you do have a couple Harrison transfers in there. But I'm just concerned about the North Farmington players that were in there. They just have not they, they, they have not felt this experience of having playoff football. So yeah. what are your thoughts looking at this matchup? It's, it's going to be a tough game. And, you know, one thing about North Farmington is, like, this is almost – their first time ever, right? I mean, mm-hmm. regardless if you have the blended team or whatever of experience, uh, you have some kids that are playoff ready. Um, it seems they are, they've blended, they, uh, they've come together as a team, and they're playing hard, and the whole old rivalries, I think, pretty much have been Go pushed on. to the side. So moving forward, uh, it really is, it's, it's almost its own brand new shiny toy, right? So it's as far as we get to the the playoffs in the first game, it's going to be a tough one. I think they'll be ready. Um, Don't give me but, a projection yet. But. Well, I'm not, but I'm just saying that. But the matchup is, it, it's an interesting one. But, but they better be ready. They better be ready because yeah. UD Jesuits played a really tough schedule. Yes, and the and Cubs this goes, are not a bad team either. No, and this goes back to what you've been preaching for years. It's like, sure, you can take care of, you can take care of your business in league. But what are you doing outside, and who are you playing? I mean, North Farmington played Waterford Kettering. Um, they played Okemos um, and Ipsland Lincoln. Of course, they won all three of those games. Um, but those three teams are nothing compared no. to what the no. Cubs are going to be. That is correct. And yeah. I think this is going to be a really tough task for North Farmington. Um, but thankfully for them, they have that coaching staff there, and they've been through it. They've been through the wars. They've been in Division Two, Division Three, Division Four. Everything. I mean, they've yes. been through everything. And, of course, got a couple Harrison players on that team that have been through everything as well. So, you know, they're in okay. I think they're in better shape right now for this matchup with UAD Jesuits. But we'll see. And the other side of that matchup, you got Farmington basically got sentenced, um, <laughs> taken on Oak Park. Um when you look at this matchup, um, one loss, right? Farmington comes in at seven and one. Oak Park comes in at eight and one. Um, so when you look at, so do you think that vacated ninth? I think game that vacated they, ninth game it hurt them. It hurt them because you look at if you would have played a ninth game, you know, if you would have played, I don't know, if you would have played a team like Clarkston, you know what I mean? You would have. Yeah. You could have, you know, maybe, you know, it could have gave you better graces with the MHA, but not playing an eight game, night game hurts. Yeah. It hurt North Farmington. And no, it hurt Farmington. But, but when you look at 
And then the fact that they got to go play Oak Park, where you're thinking, okay, you have one loss. You're thinking you might get a home game out yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. But now you got to go to Night Valley, play at a 6 o'clock game on a Friday night. I mean, and Oak Park is loaded everywhere with talent, considering you got Frank Black at quarterback. You have a freakish athlete, Malik Carr. You have Enzo Jennings. You have a big line led, led by Raekwon Benny. I these mean, guys, my God. These guys are primed to go. They're ready. And, Oak Park could be one of those favorites in Division Two. Yes. They could win it all. You know, the bracket looks very favorable for Oak Park. Um, so when you look at when you look at that that district on paper, you know, it's gotta you gotta give an edge to Oak Park experience, battle testing. Um, this is a great draw if you're yeah. coach Greg Carter. Yeah. He's they gotta be smiling. Yeah. You know, Oak Park's th- been riding with confidence ever since that week one loss to West Bloomfield. Absolutely. And you look at Oak Park, they've been Brian Drew Cylinders. They have been tested, though. Groves gave them a test, and then Stony Creek gave them a test as well. Yep. So those are two teams that have given each been given tests, you know, with with them Oak Park. So Oak Park looks to be battle tested. That could be a motivator, too, for Farmington, don't you think? Why would you say that? Because you go, hey, we've we've handled our business. We played well. We're seven and one. Disrespect card, right? Don't you think? They got a lot of experience. There's different ways you can spin it depending on which team you're on. Well, they got a lot of experience, of course. um, That's true. And, of course, let's not forget this team had a regional final appearance last year. See? Um, So there was a ton of playoff experience. But going up from Division Division 3 to Division 2 is kind of a really tough task with this Farmington team. So I think it's going to be a tough task for them. Um, Before we do projections, um, let's focus on the other other, – other match we're going to break down. We got Sterling Heights. The Sterling Heights Dions back in the postseason taking on Seaholm in Birmingham. Um, for Seaholm getting in the playoffs at their AM, they put 63 up on Avondale. Um, yeah. When you look at this matchup, Sterling Heights is battle, battle tested. But when I look at the matchup on paper, I'm not sure if the MAC, I believe, they are in the MAC. Gold, I believe. No idea. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a tough task for Sterling Heights having to make yeah. the travel, uh, having to make travel west to Birmingham to take on Seaholm. Seaholm right now playing at a different level right mm-hmm. now. When you look at ever since their tough loss to Groves, I mean, like, yeah. but they have really, it really, has, it hasn't affected them. Hasn't really affected no. them, and the fact that they're in the postseason, really huge accomplishment for Coach Jim D. Wall. Of course, yeah, I didn't expect this to happen, but. Seaholm right now rolling on all cylinders. Yeah, that's that's uh that's a team that I'm got my eyeball on just to see what happens. You know, you say surprise or whatever. You go, I like surprises. It makes everything interesting. And then you right? have a match with Sterling Heights, of yes. course. Um, these are two teams not real familiar with each other. I mean, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. And in a way, that could be that could bode well, right? I mean, yeah, that could bode well. Yeah, because uh, they don't know you. You don't know them, and you know. Time to open up the playbook and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Um, we'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, we got now Warren D. LaSalle taking on Groves. <laughs> if you're Groves, yeah. you just gave up 49 points at Brownstown Woodhaven. Um, that's the most you've given up all season long. And now you got to go play a 5-4 and four Warren D. LaSalle team. This is a brutal matchup for Groves when you look at it. Yeah. Really brutal. I mean... Warren D. has been battle tested. They 
they lost 16 to 8 to West Bloomfield in a really good game last week. Um, that's a tight game. That's the no, one we were looking at going, ooh, this should be interesting. Yeah, it was a really good game with yeah. West Bloomfield and Dia South. Really good game. Um, keeping keeping the, the Lakers down on the scoring side of things, that you better they better come to play. Yeah. You know, because I, I points might be tough to come by. Oh yeah. Um when you look at this game with Warren DSL, I mean, mm. they're stout defensively. Groves yeah. we thought were stout <laughs> defensively till last week. Yeah. Um maybe it's a one off, you know. Maybe. Maybe two, two I mean, strong defensive were, teams. Statistically. Well, here's the thing with Groves. Here's the thing: they were exposed. Running backs have good running backs have given them a problem. Stony Creek's got two very good running backs in Zach Denna and um, Cameron Buford. Um, and then and then um, Wyandotte Ro- and Brownstown Woodhaven had a really good running back themselves. We had three touchdowns last week against mm. Groves' defense. Um. And Warren D.S. South got a very good running back as well. So when you look at Groves, they have to really focus on stopping the run. Yeah. Warren D.S. South got, also got a very good quarterback as well. So I think Groves is going to be in for a – they're going to have a ton of problems in this game, Warren D.S. South. Now, Groves, we know with Ralph Donaldson, Marcus Alexander, Kobe Taylor, um, we know what they have. Yeah. And for Groves, this is like – You've been, I know you've been in the state semifinals three of the last five years. And, but this is a, <laughs> the MHA basically is set in scroll. Yeah. It's they a, basically it, did by a, giving them the two time defending state champion in Division II Warren DSL. Yeah. That's, that's a stick in the eye, as they call it. It's a tough matchup <laughs> for Groves. Even though the games in Beverly Hills, I mean, like, Warren DSL's got something to prove. They do. Well, yeah, and you're saying that, I mean, with their extensive playoff experience, nothing's really going to rattle this team. No. You know, I mean, they've been through it. So it's just, you know, another first-round game. You know, they go in relaxed and do what they do. But if they let They're going to watch out. But I think if they're the team that's in danger right now, danger territory, it's Groves. Yeah. This is a team that they – that team – I've got big time concerns with the gro- with Groves right now. I really do got big time concerns with okay. them. Um, now let's go from Division Two to Division One. Um, we had all the matches. We'll break down the OA matches. Yeah. Um, we got Grand Haven taking on Granville. Ooh. Um, Hudsonville at Traverse City West. You know, Traverse City Traverse- Stadium's got three home games now. The the Traverse City Community Stadium because they have they three, share they sh- share they, there's three teams that share with them. Traverse City Central, Traverse City West, and Traverse City St. Francis. Wow. So somebody's playing. So you got somebody playing Friday night, somebody playing on Saturday at one, and the other one's playing Saturday night. So I don't Whoa. know who it's going to be yet. Um, That's a busy facility. Oh, yeah. I mean, also <laughs> East China Stadium and um, St. And, um, East China Township. Yeah, That's yeah. A, um, they share? Yeah, they share. Marine City and um, Marine City and St. Clair share the same stadium. Both teams were in the playoffs there. You wow. also got... In Macomb County, you got yeah. Utica, Utica Eisenhower, Sheriff Swinehart, Sterling Heights, Stevenson, and um, Utica Ford, Sheriff Runklefield. Mm. So let's get back to playoff matchups. Um, yeah, yeah. East Kentwood is at Rockford. Um, Thoughts? And then <laughs> you got Brighton at Lansing Holt. Ooh. Interesting matchup there. Um, Plymouth Canton at West Bloomfield. We're going to break that mm. one down. Um, that winner is going to get Wall Lake Western or Plymouth. 
Ooh, boy. Then here comes a tough regional here. Region 2, District 2 of Division 1. Ann Arbor Pioneer comes in at 5-4. and four. Got to head to Brownstown to take on Brownstown-Woodhaven. And then here's the toughest matchup. Selene at Belleville. First round game. First round game. Wow. That's going to be nuts. Yes. That's going to be nuts. And then you have... That's Gra a crazy first round game. It is. Then you have Grand Blanc at Lapeer. Davison at Romeo. Ooh. That one's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's been a lot of people complaining to me about why Lake Orion wasn't here. I'll tell you why they weren't in a minute. Um, <laughs> speaking of Lake Orion, they got Stony Creek. Yeah, Stony um, Creek. And then making the playoffs first time since 2013. Yeah. Fourth at, overall. At five and at five, five and four. And four. They have Adams taking on Eisenhower at Swinehart. Then you have Macomb, Dakota at Chippewa Valley. Warren Mott at Sterling Heights Stevenson. Then Detroit Western at Dearborn Fortson. And Detroit Cast Tech at Growth Point South. Mm. Um, so you people have asked me about why Lake Orion and Romeo switched. And there were a couple reasons. One, I did a little map, you know, drawing where, where Lapeer, what Lapeer Davis and Grand Blank was. Yeah. And then, of course, there was like kind of that little area between <laughs> Leonard, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where that's, I believe that's where the MHA went with. And Romeo was right there. Even when they moved, they moved middle, they moved high schools. They, oh, that's right. They they're on the outside schools. of town. They're, yeah, they're on the outside of they're town. They're not now. down in the village any longer. Not any longer. Um, so they kind of, they did that. Um, and Put strictly geography. Not strictly geography. And also playoff points played a role, too. Romeo, well, it should. That's the whole Romeo point. Romeo had 87. Okay. Lake Orion had 97. So it would have been really interesting if Romeo would have been in the district with Adam Stony Creek and, and um, Utica Eisenhower, yeah. whereas Lake Orion had 97, you know, and put him with Davis and Lapeer Grand Blank. That, I mean, <laughs> geographically, it would have been closer. Yes. But at the end of the day, I think it works out because to send Romeo North, you know, and I think it was solely because of playoff points. That's the reason why it Romeo's up north. But shouldn't that be the case? That is the case. Right. I mean, if you're going to be, I'm going to throw up the quotes, fair. I mean, there's there's like a nine, <laughs> there's a there's a 9 and 0 Almont team taking on Richmond who's 8 and 1 and that's at Richmond because wow. Richmond's got more playoff points than yeah. Almont. Yeah. So, when you look at when you look at how the MHA does their seeding, they base it off your playoff points, yeah. not your overall record. So that's what I noticed. And I can't see another way of doing it. No. You know, because like you and said. And next year, everything changes. That's true. Because yeah. the six-win component don't matter. Yeah. So well, it's just going to be points exclusively? It's going to be based on your strength of schedule, yes. Okay. So well, how do they determine strength of schedule? Not to get off topic. Well, that, that's, that's a question. I, that's maybe that's a, that's a postseason that's that's a, a post question. Yeah, after the state finals, we'll. Uh... We'll get back to that. <laughs> we'll get back I to that. I can see that being a couple-week discussion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Among um, other things. Now let's look at the um, Division <laughs> One matchups. Um, first, let's look at West Bloomfield. Um, yeah. They take on Plymouth Canton in the first round. Yeah. Um, you and I talked about Canton. Correct. Um, Canton, they, you know, they could surprise me. Yes, even they though, can. Even their former coach um, retired from. Canton, I mean, like, but they still, you can't underestimate Plymouth Canton. You no, really can't. I mean, the the amount of kids they can draw on over there is massive. Mm -hmm. And they're they're just one of those programs that just 
are always there. And they're, and they're in you a know? very interesting district because you have the three Plymouth schools that are there. Yeah. Plymouth, Plymouth, Canton, Plymouth, Sam. Salem. All share the same field there. Yes. All share the same field. Yeah, I mean, they're they, right, sh- they share the same campus. Same I mean, campus. They yeah. share the same campus. I mean, like, you know, so when you look at when you look at it, you know, this is a very interesting matchup, to say the least. And the other side The Lakers got, have to be ready. They better be ready. I mean, I'm telling you right now, and I know Coach Ron Bellamy. Mm-hmm. You know Coach Ron Bellamy. Um, he will have his troops ready. He'll be ready. He'll be ready. Yeah, I mean, they're seasoned as well. I mean, we talk about these other teams like Farmington and some others. They've been to the playoffs. They've, they've done this sort of thing. They have as well. I yes. mean, at a high level. Mm-hmm. So you know they're going to be ready. You know they're going to be ready. Correct. And they can play pretty much any style. Right. We've seen them. High scoring. High scoring, low scoring defense. Yes. They, ball control if they want to. Right. It's just a really well-balanced team. How much of having Donovan Edwards back helped this team? It helps a ton. Helps. Yeah. It helps a ton because last year he was hurt with an ankle injury. Yep. Um, and now you have a more experienced team. They could make a run at this thing. Absolutely. But that regional is brutal. <laughs> it is. I mean, especially when you have to yeah. look at, on the other side, you got Celine, Belleville, and Brownstown, Woodhaven, all in one district. Who wants, I mean, what's the combined records of all those teams? I mean, it's, Ooh. I mean, it is high. It is high. You know, the wins, a lot of wins on that side. Oh, my goodness. Between between those three and teams. And quality wins, Sam. Yeah, between those three teams. Quality wins. Between those three teams, 26-1. and one. Yeah. And not just some cupcake fluff. No, they've I mean, beaten some good there's teams. There's tough teams down in there's that. There's tough so. teams down there. So West Moves are going to have their hands full. Yeah. I mean, the other side, you have well, like, well, you have White Lake, Lakeland, and Plymouth in there. That's not going to yeah, be. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, now let's look at Rochester Adams, Utica Eisenhower at Swinehart. Ooh. This is a 2017 rematch where Adams lost 10-6 to on a, um, they gave up a 35-yard pass touchdown with oh. about. 15 seconds left to go in that game. Um, and I know a lot of Adams people are, fans are sick to that stomach of that game. <laughs> um, so when you look at this game, Utica Eisenhower reminds me a lot of Romeo. Scrappy, physical, defense first type yeah. of team. I mean, their defense is real nasty. We've known that mm. for a long time. Forever. And... They Their definitely, they definitely have an identity, yeah. right? And you know what you're going to get. Yeah. And, of course, Utica Eisenhower's got big wins against Romeo. Their two losses this year were to Chippewa Valley and Birmingham Brother Rice. Um, they also have wins against Macomb, Dakota as well. I mean, like, so when you look at Utica Eisenhower, this is going to be a tough matchup for Rochester Adams when you yeah. really look at having to go down there to Swinehart Field. Um, so when you look at... When you look at, but the Veer offense could give anybody problems. We've talked about it since day one. The Veer. It's so odd and different that if you are not ready and tackle anything that's moving, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be in trouble. You know, we, it sounds like a broken record on it, but it's the truth. When you see it in person, you know, in the stands, it's one thing, but seeing it ground level, it's a completely, it's completely different. different. Because there's this, I mean, there's so many things happening, and yeah, it's it's crazy, yeah, very crazy, especially as the own read of here. Yeah, but if you have a team that has a very disciplined defensive Defense. front, you could run into problems. Yeah. So it, mean, it can go either way. The veer, can, the veer brings a ton of problems for you. The 
I think Utica Eisenhower could have some problems defensively in this game with Adams. I really do. But on the on the flip side, I think the key in that game is Carter Ferris. If Ferris Ferris has not had he's not had a great season, but I think he could do more for that team because truly, when you look at the heart and soul of Adams' team right now, it's Anthony Petrito. <laughs> he's their offense. It's it, everything's been flowed around Anthony. It goes Petrino. through him. It goes through him. He's if he stays healthy. I mean. We I saw it firsthand. The guy is tougher than nails. Um, the hits he takes, the the pounding, just the the volley. If I would like to see the percentage of plays called on the offensive side of the ball for him, how many times has his number been called? Well, let's not forget Adams does have other we, weapons. They too. do. There's Logan other weapons. At, Logan Sarri is a good defensive player. You got Parker Picot, the freshman yes, wide receiver. We've talked about those guys. Mm-hmm. Said, but the offense runs, runs through, through Petrino. Petrino. Yep. That's what the offense does <laughs> over there. So I think Adams is going to – I think it's going to be a tough task for Adams going down there to Utica Eisenhower and Swinehart Field because we know what's – we know – Yeah. And that's – that. and Swinehart Field, by the way, is not on um, Utica um, Eisenhower's campus. It's off – it's on Utica's campus. So, you know, so Adams going to have to make that trip to Utica High School. Yeah, and the fans will show. Yeah. They'll go. The gold rush, I got a lot yeah. of confidence in them. They'll show up. They'll show up. And then, of course, you got Stony Creek taking on Lake Orion. Yeah. First, Stony Creek. I am so happy for this team. <laughs> Me too. For them. I mean, I saw the Twitter posts um, that they were cheering like crazy to hear their name called. Yeah. I was really happy for Coach Nick Merlo yep. for what he has done in the two years there at Stony Creek. He has put a program there. I mean, Stony Creek football is coming back with the vengeance right now and the fact during the playoffs this year it's a huge credit to not only the players there yep the armor up culture that merlo has installed there i watch the stony creek podcast on Ooh. they have their own podcast where they have like about maybe like an eight minute ten minute segment okay. where they talk about elite men of character you know what i mean they 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 do a very good job on it. They, I, I watch that we on gotta, Twitter. We're going to see if we can incorporate, if, if there's any other teams out there doing this sort of thing, incorporate some of the talking points in the show. Yeah, we, yeah. I'm, I mean, if I'm we hoping, can dig it up, that'd I'm, be great. Yeah, I mean, like, if you go on Stony Creek Football's Twitter page, um, they have, like, the they ha- if you go on there, they have a podcast, awesome. eight to ten minute segment. I know um, the Mac Red has their own podcast. Um, It's called Zach and Zach's Podcast. I listen <laughs> to that, um, especially if I get. My information on the Macomb Red Conference. Yeah. I listened to that. Um, but when you look at Stony Creek, this is a team. When you look at the players they have, Zach Denna, mm-hmm. Cameron Buford, their line is very good, led by Austin Jordan. Um, they got a big offensive line. You got a quarterback in Ryan Eckhout. Mm-hmm. It's going to get better and better. Yeah. But when you look at the matchup on paper, taking on Lake Orion. It's a brutal matchup for Stony Creek. It is. I mean, we've been cheering on these guys, Stony Creek, mm-hmm. all year, right? And this, for them to get in the playoffs, this is, is huge. It's great this at is five huge. and four, and it goes back again. Getting in at five and four, it goes back again to their scheduling and who they've played and how they've played, right? They've been very competitive, they're not, especially in their losses. Absolutely. That, see, that's what I'm getting at. It's like you look at the losses, very tight, 
very competitive all across the board all season. This isn't blowout here, blowout there, oh, fluky win here. This is a solid core football They team. lost four playoff teams. Yes. Four. I mean. And that's why they got in. That's why. And, that's and one played of them got, tough. And they played them tough. I mean, they lost the Groves tough, lost Oak Park tough, heartbreak to Adams. Yeah. And then they lost to Seahome in a really close game. Yeah. So, so when you look at look, Lake Orion going to, ha, hosting the game, first time in a while. It's been the first time, I believe, since 2013. Yeah. So, and they potentially could host multiple home games. if That's pending. It's pending. But, I mean, that is, what are the motivations for these teams besides, obviously, going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stony Creek's in. Are they just happy to be in? I don't think so. I think they're they're gonna they want to prove that they're they're for real, and the dragons. I think that's a tough matchup for. Stony it it Creek. is a tough matchup, but the dragons. They've been rolling lately. Can we say that? Is that a? I mean, they have been rolling. They've been rolling. The defense is legit. We talked about it all season. The offense is putting up points in multiple ways. And big strike plays and long the runs. The matchup and stuff. I'm going to be watching in that in that game is offensive coordinator Brad Fisher going against defensive coordinator Gary Griffith. Yeah. Gary Griffith, we remember, for, coached Adam Troy. He he was a longtime head coach at Troy, and of course a former assistant at Hazel Park. Okay. Now he's the defensive coordinator Adam at Stony Creek, and yeah. this is going to – Stony it, Creek's defense has been very, very good lately. Yes. They have been very legit. Yes. Um, it really – I'm excited about the matchup. It's a game that you're going, yeah, this is going to be a good one. It'll be a good one. I, I, I don't see – I know we're not picking. Are we picking yet? We're, we're, at, four, picking. we're at 45 minutes. We're going to be picking soon. <laughs> okay. Because I'm just chomping at the bit. Okay. But way to go, Stony Creek. Congratulations. But if you're Stony Creek, you know what I mean? You know, you had to sweat it out for basically two days since you lost that Adams game. And now you realize you're in the playoffs. Yeah. And you look at everybody. I looked at Snooze Tears' map, and he had um, he had Stony Creek basically playing Romeo. Um, I, I listened to that Zach and Zach podcast, the Mac Red. They were not high on Stony Creek getting in the playoffs. Well, now they're dead wrong. Stony Creek's in the playoffs now. Um, if you're not watching them weekly mm-hmm. and know the teams that are around them that, hey, whoever they've beaten or lost mm-hmm. to, you're, you're I not. Don't think you're, they, I don't think they had a clue what um, <laughs> Stony Creek was. They're looking they, at they, schedules and schedules, but they're just looking at uh, the final yeah. record. I don't think they had a clue what Stony Creek football was, but I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Stony Creek, yeah. I'm really, really happy. Yeah. Do not sleep on them. If you're Lake Orion now, you know, if you're Lake Orion. You have a it's a more favorable draw for you Absolutely. to take on Stony Creek than having to go play Davison or Lapeer. Absolutely. You know, and then especially because if you're in Romeo's shoes, you gotta have Davison. Davison's a tough matchup for you. And then you have and if you win that one, you're looking at possibly going to Lapeer. So yeah. if you're Lake Orion, you know, having two home games possibly could be it's, it's huge. Huge motivator. It's huge. a huge motivator. You know? And you know the place is going to be hopping. This community's behind this team. You got the Lake Orion student section. You got students. the core. You got the core, the Cougar core there also on them. Friday. It's it, going to be really It's going to be, be hopping. Rocking. It's going to be hopping. It'll be hopping. Oh, and TV cameras will be there, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's a playoff game. Playoff game live on MHSA or uh, probably MHSA.tv. Mm-hmm. 
Now we're gonna get back to um we're gonna get to um what you've been calling for the projections. <laughs> let's go to division two first. Um let's go with our first matchup. It is Detroit University of Detroit Jesuit at North Farmington. Um when you look at this matchup on paper, um you know, North Farmington has the number one seed, nine and oh. Very concerned about that they have not been battle tested yet. Um, when you look at the Raiders, um, you know this is this comes the test for North Farmington. Yeah. This is the test taking on UD Jesuit, who's been tested, won the um, Catholic League Middle Division. Um, so, what is your thoughts? Your early, <laughs> early thoughts? See, this is one of those. Uh, I don't know. I would like. Um... I mean, I'm really excited for North Farmington. I mean, we're talking history, right? They're making mm -hmm. history. Why not continue? Is it, am I making my pick based on statistical analysis or am I just more of emotion? I'm going on emotion. I'm going to say North Farmington. You Why got North Farmington. not? Why you not? Got North. Yes. I got North Farmington as well winning this game. I really think coaching matchup is going to be very important. I think that, um, I, I, I've got a lot of confidence in John Hursting, their head coach there, taking on a very good UAD Jesuit team. Um, their offensive line is huge, but with that coaching staff there, I think it's going to be the difference maker there. I yeah. really think North Farmington. And watch for John Burnett in that game. I think John Burnett's going to have a big game in that one against UAD Jesuit. I mean, he didn't run the ball much all season long until that Farmington game where he had that 75-yard touchdown run against them. Mm. Um, so... I like North Farmington in that game against UD Jesuit to move on, I think, because of because of that. Okay. Um, and then the other side, you got Farmington taking on Oak Park. Um, if you're Corey Soroch <laughs> and the Falcon players, this is basically, you just got punished, basically, yeah. for not playing a week nine yeah. by going to Oak it, Park. It certainly feels like it. It certainly does. Um, yeah. I'd say Oak Park. Oak Park blowout or Oak Park close? Um, two scores. I'm not saying blowout. I say there's <laughs> going to be a chance because, but I'd say two scores. I'm going to take Oak Park because yeah. when you look at the Knights, um, yeah, they've been cruising since the West Bloomfield game. Um, those West Bloomfield lost, but they did not look good against Stony Creek. Um, were tested by Groves. Um, I just think you know, big upset. If they it better be, be careful, big, big if, if, if if that were to happen, that opens that whole that bracket opens up. that whole bracket up. <laughs> I mean, it would really open open things crazy. up if if Oak Park gets upset. But yeah. end of the day, I'm gonna take Oak Park, and yeah. I think um the Knights too much talent. Um, they're gonna find a way to um make Max Martin's life a living, living. You know what? Yeah. And then, and then I think at the end of the day, it's gonna be um. Oak Park, it's going to roll in Night Valley. Um, Farmington will compete, but it's going to be a tough task. Um, uh, just uh, clock count about nine minutes. Okay. Um, then we got Sterling Heights taking on Seaholm. Um, that's a interesting matchup. Yeah, there. it's maybe I'm a homer. I'm you a got Seaholm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Seaholm too. Um, I think too much experience there. Um, Warren D. LaSalle taking on Groves. Um. Does Groves have a chance in this one? I would say with their defense, at least what we've seen up until up till Brownstown, last week, I would say yes. I think they bounce back. 
Uh, they have a chance. Perhaps they go down. You think they're going to lose the It's going to be close. You think they're going to lose DSL? Yes. I think it's going to be close. You know, I'm going to go Warren DSL, too. I really think really? that, um, you know, I think that loss to Brownstown Woodhaven kind of exposed things for Groves. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, if they do pull Who knows? Off Maybe and, it was just an anomaly. They play, They knew they were in. They played a lot of new guys. Who knows? Well, who knows? I but mean, that's a lot of points. But whoever wins that district is going to have a very nice regional hang in the state semifinal. So I'm going to take De La Salle. It's going to be a tough matchup for Groves. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if they do pull it off. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go to Division One now. We got um, Plymouth Canton at West Bloomfield. Um, West Bloomfield, beware in this one. Beware, uh, but I think the Lakers win. I think the Lakers do win as well. Um, when I look at the Lakers, um, too much talent. Um, I think they do it comfortably. Yeah, I think it's going to be comfortable. I think it's going to be a blowout. Um, I think West Bloom will be getting ready for Plymouth next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think Plymouth will get by Lakeland, but um, I like West Bloomfield in that matchup. Um, and then let's look at um, Rochester Adams, Utica Eisenhower. This is a basic toss-up game. Uh, yeah, it's a classic one. Mm-hmm. What are you going to get? Who knows? Um, Does Adams get revenge at Swinehart? Why not? You yes. going Adams? You going if, Adams at Swinehart? If they can, why not? I'm, I'm going. I'm stepping out on that limb. I know it's very thin, and the leaves are off of it, and it's not the most healthy limb. But I, I'm a homer today. I'm going to go like. Um, reason why is because I think that their defense is legit. Um, their quarterback's not bad. Um, they got a senior quarterback there. Um, proven team there. It's at Swinehart. It's going to be a tough task for Adams. Um, I'm going to take Ike over Rochester Adams. Um, and then our last game we're projecting is Stony Creek at Lake Orion. Um, do you think the Cougars have enough to upset the Dragons? Any team has can upset anybody. I, I don't care who you are. Um, unless we're talking some of the, the teams that are really, really struggling. But uh, a team that's kind of on the upswing like Stony Creek and the Dragons are kind of rolling, when was their last real tough game? Lake Orion's was... Uh, West Bloomfield? West Bloomfield. Four overtimes? Yep. Right? Gave up a lot of points uh, to the Lakers. Stony Creek coming off a tough loss to Adams. Come, right? So they're, 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 they're uh, ready to go. They want to... They're the playoffs now. It's a whole nother season, as they say. I think it's going to be – I think the Dragons are going to win, but I think they're going to have to work at it. It's going to be, let's say, 10 points, and it's and it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. I like Lake Orion in this game. Um, I'm going to say Lake Orion by two scores because when you look at this game, Stony Creek's got a huge mismatch problem with Drew Van Heck. Um, he's playing like an animal. Yep. Just, they got a huge problem with Drew Van Heck. And I think, you know, when you look at that matchup on paper, um, I think Lake Orion will have some issues with Cameron Buford and Zach Denna. Mm. But I think, but I think Lake Orion's a little bit more well-rounded than Stony Creek is. Yes. I think Gary Griffith's defense will keep them in this game. Um, I just don't think the Stony Creek defense, so unfortunately will handle Lake Orion offense. I think Lake Orion's, Offense is gonna is gonna score if, at will in this game. 
Um, it, and it, I don't think they have an answer for Colby Manziel in this game either. I really don't. No. Uh, if if the offensive line plays like it has been over the last four weeks, mm-hmm. it's going to be a long day for Stony Creek. Mm-hmm. because that offensive line has been poking holes. But Stony Creek has also got a big line, too. They do. So that's it's how do they handle on the road? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that far away. So you know they're, they're faithful being the stands. But like you said, the place, Dragon Stadium is going to be rocking, and the Dragons are going to be poised. They want to go far. I mean, I know. you know they are. I know. They want to go far. So I'm going to take Lake Orion. I said 10 one. points. I'm going to take Lake Orion by 14. I think it's going to be a really – Interesting game, um, but you are right. Like Orion has to be careful in this game. Mm-hmm. Stony Creek is a very they're capable, I mean, they're very cap- capable. They're more than capable. I mean, so when you look at the um, four final thoughts for today, um, you look at Division One, Division Two. Do you yeah. see any upsets around the bracket? Um, I mean, not beyond what we were chatting about. I'm gonna take my upset special is I'm gonna take Celine over Belleville. I think that's going to happen. That's just a crazy matchup first round. Mm-hmm. So I, I could see that happening. I don't mm-hmm. know if Belleville is the same as they were a year ago. Mm-hmm. And then my upset special for Division Two, I'm going to take um, – I'm not high on Detroit Martin Luther King. I'm not real high on them. Um, I mean, like, I, I, I have a feeling I think Detroit Martin Luther King's going down to Temperance Bedford. I think that's my upset in Division Two. Okay. Um, my other upset in Division Two, I'm going to take is Mona Shores. I think they're going to upset Midland this week. Um, oh. I think that's. I know Midland's got a good quarterback, good receiver. Um, but those are my upset traps of the week. Okay. Um, Celine over Belleville. Also, Warren. I, I got Warren Ma upset Stevenson. I mean, that was a heck of a crazy game last week. <laughs> yeah. And um, and my Division Two, I got. Muskegon Mona Shores upsetting a Midland. And of course, I got Temperance Bedford upsetting Detroit Martin Luther King. Cool, man. So, hey, uh, before we get out of here, uh, mind if we throw in some cross country regional finals? I mean, yeah, we have we uh, teams be. moving on to the state finals. Got Troy going on there. Uh, Troy Girls uh, won the regional, uh, 32 points. Clarkson Boys. Clarkson Boys. Royal Oak. Royal Oak. Men. Congratulations to Royal Troy Oak. Troy Men. Troy Men. There. Yeah. And uh, Royal Oak uh, Women. Mm-hmm. So what a day for the OA in the region. I think that was 10. Yeah. And then, uh, then we're going over to uh, Clarkston men dominated their uh, regional 52 points. Also Bluefield Hills is going as well. Bluefield Hills 76 on the women's side. What a, and, and Clarkston women qualified mm-hmm. uh, by seven points. Wow. Good for them. Young team as well. Um, who on uh, from uh, region nine uh, Stony Creek women. Second place in yep. that regional. Hi, Romeo. And Rochester Adams. Stony Creek took down Adams by one point. Man. What a way to go. Oxford, again, on the outside looking in, not making the finals by three points. And, and for the men on uh, District 9, you have, or Region 9, you have Stony Creek <laughs> knocking off Romeo for the regional title by three points. Unbelievable. So. And then, uh, of course, soccer, you have Troy Athens in the state semifinal taking on, I believe, Ann Arbor Pine. I believe, no, no actually, take it back. Plymouth Salem are taking yeah. on, I believe, this week. So, congratulations to all the state meet qualifiers. And also to Troy Athens soccer. And in the soccer, in the absolutely. Yep. yep. Okay, now, Sammy Tumi here. I'm going to sign off here. Um, take care, buddy. And see you all next week. See you next week, Sam. Oh, and now it's produced by Sammy Tumi. And the views on this show are his and his alone. 
We'll see you next week on OA Now. If you'd like to make your own podcast, give Owen TV a call, 248-393-1060. See you next week. See ya.